today, which is by Mr. Art Williams, is the Fellowship of the Mystery. Many people love a mystery, and the sources of mysteries are many. They can be fictional stories or real events that occur in one's life. And the search for the keys that will solve the mystery can become a lifelong quest, and even an extreme, in the extreme, an obsession. Obtaining the keys and unraveling the mystery can be a great prize of life. For others, the prizes of life may be their hopes and their dreams and the things that they want to do in their physical life. The scriptures mention to us that it is God's prerogative to hide something and it's the king's responsibility to search those things out. And it mentions the word mysteries a number of times in, throughout the scriptures. And as times go by, some of these mysteries have been revealed and others have not. Paul in Ephesians 6.19 says, And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel. And continuing in Ephesians 3.9, he says, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. The fellowship of the mystery from which the beginning of ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. He gives us a hint about these things in the Old Testament. When men often wanted to know what God was doing and how he was doing it and what is going to come about in the future. And in Isaiah 40, verse 3, it says, A voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And this hint of Isaiah 40, verse 3, was fulfilled in Matthew 3, verses 1 through 3, where it says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. For this is the one who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, preparing, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. How many people realized that at that time of Matthew 3, that was the hint being fulfilled back in Isaiah. And Paul continues in Colossians 1, 26 and 27. Even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints made manifest to his saints. Something to be valued. To be a saint, 
and to have the mystery revealed to the saints. Continuing in verse 27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery, the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If someone asks you, what is your most valued possession, how would you answer? Would you say your house? Would you say your car, your job, your money, your lifestyle? If you're baptized, I hope you would answer the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is what will guarantee you eternity and will give you the glory in the kingdom of God. And if you're not baptized and you happen to be a young person and you have many life choices before you, the choices that you make can make your life easier or more difficult. It can help fulfill your calling or make it more difficult. In John 6, verse 27, I didn't give you that scripture, Brian. Jesus says, labor not for the food which perishes, but for that food which endures unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give to you. For him has God the Father seal. In your considerations of your decisions in life for the future, you young people, consider your calling and what he wants you to do and what will facilitate your ability to get that done. Or are you placing yourself into an environment that will impede that ability? Labor and set your life up for things that will be lasting. When the disciples asked Jesus why he spoke in parables in Matthew 11, 25 through 27, he said, at that, at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Revealed. Jesus Christ in you helps reveal the mysteries, mysteries that otherwise one cannot understand. Continuing in verse 26, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And that revelation is administered through the Holy Spirit. It is the most prized possession you can have and to seek after. In Colossians 1.26 and verse 27, 
even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's important that we apprehend that and understand it and don't let that wane. In 1 Corinthians 2.9, Paul hits on the same theme once again when he says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And we can speculate about that, even beyond the visibility of the scriptures. Are we one day, and I love to think about this myself, are we going to have our own planet, maybe our own solar system? We will be able to build the house of our dreams, but before we build the house of our dreams, maybe we will create the ocean front in front of it. How about that? For having that as a goal, and a hope, and a dream. But he goes on after verse 9, where he says, I has not seen nor nor have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. He goes on in verse 10, he says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. And so maybe he's not going to tell us we're going to have a planet of our own or which one planet that will be or whether we're going to have an old solar system at this time. Maybe that's something we will find out later. Continuing in verse 11, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. The spirit of God that if you are baptized, had hands laid upon you, you have. And so you have available to you the deep thing of God. And it's to his option to reveal to you what he reveals. Continuing in verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Not comparing physical things. Not comparing myself against another person. Not comparing my job and responsibilities against somebody else's job and responsibilities. No, these are spiritual things that he teaches us through the Holy Spirit. One of our tasks is not to impede the Holy Spirit. That's what sin does. Impedes the working of the Holy Spirit. The prize to seek after, to run after, is him. And the eternal reward of eternal life. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Not you will be, you now are. You now are citizens with the saints 
and members of the household of the family of God. Present tense. And you have been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. This is verse 20. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. So you can see how the Holy Spirit guides us into understanding and how the creation being built here in us is a building of a holy temple. in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So he's living in you. He wants to express his way of life, what he does, how he would do it, in and through you, if you let him. And that becomes a challenge, especially in this world today. It's a big challenge. We have our own goals and our own objectives we need to cross-check them with the Spirit of God, His purpose in our life. What is our function, personally and collectively? What does He want us to be doing? And how does He want us to be doing it? The day of Pentecost, the day the Holy Spirit was given, the birthday of the spiritual organism, the church. And it is the second step and unraveling the mystery of the plan of God. The first step being the sacrifice of our Lord. But not all the steps have been revealed to us. There are steps yet to follow. Some of them have been revealed, and they have been revealed in the Holy Day plan. And with Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit given to man, we have Jesus Christ living in us through the Holy Spirit. We have knowledge, insight, and physical blessings. And some things that I haven't included in that list that are granted to us through this. Seek to maximize listening to the still, small voice. Seek to maximize the following of the influence of the Holy Spirit within you. Listening for his direction, his path. A path, perhaps, that he would like to see you take. Personally, collectively. Working for Jesus Christ. Letting him work in you and through you men over the ages have sought after the keys for unraveling the personal mysteries in their own lives and also the things that God is doing. His will, his way, his timing, all guided and directed by the Holy Spirit within you. In 1 Corinthians 15, 50-54, Paul writes, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery, because this was a mystery back at the time 
when Paul wrote. We shall not all sleep. This is a mystery that we know and understand. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will rise incorruptible and we shall be changed. Notice the present tense, we shall be changed. Paul's, shows Paul's anticipation. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. The ultimate prize, eternal life. Go about whatever God has put before us to do, perhaps throughout the universe. There's no end to the kingdom of God. It's not given us to know exactly how extensive it will be out into the universe, but I personally think it will be. There are certain aspects of his plan that will remain a mystery until the return of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, Paul writes, Therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord comes, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. That's something that Jesus is going to bring with him when he returns. He's going to bring with him, bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. So God will look down as to what we have done, how we have utilized the Holy Spirit. And with his grace and with his love, he's not going to throw us into the lake of fire. He is going to praise the effort that we have done.